This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in our series called 50 Days of Faith. In these lessons, Rick looks into God's Word to discover the true meaning of faith and explore ways we can strengthen it. But first, if you'd like to discover the custom-made dream God has just for you, stay tuned. Because in just a few moments, we're going to tell you about the video base created to dream Bible study. You can take a sneak peek right now by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. Or you can just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called Stretching My Imagination. Now what does God promise us if we say, I want to be used. I want you to use me for the purpose you put me on earth for. What does God promise? He promises you three things. And those three things are all found in Joshua chapter 1. On the back of your outline, if you want to write them down, first he promises strength. Strength. In verse 5, God says, no one will be able to stand against you. In other words, what God asks you to do, he'll give you the power to do. He'll give you the strength to do. Where he guides, he provides. Number two, God promises to give you success. Success. And in verse 7, he says, you will be successful. Did you know that God wants you to succeed in serving him? He doesn't want you to be a failure. He wants you to succeed. In fact, twice in this chapter, he says, you will be a success. You can count on it. Now, he's not promising to make you a success at what you want to do. In fact, that's why you fail, that's why you flop, that's why you stumble, because you're often doing what you want to do, not what God wants you to do. If you want to be a success in life, it's real simple. Start doing what God made you to do, and you will be guaranteed to be a success at it. God does not guarantee your success at things you think would be fun. God guarantees success at what he put you on earth to be and to do. And if you're not succeeding, guess what? You need to change course and get in on what God planned for you to do. People will often ask me, Pastor Rick, are you uh, surprised by the success of Saddleback Church? And I always say, I'm surprised at the size of Saddleback Church, but I am not surprised at the success of it. I knew it was going to be a success because when I started it, God gave me a promise. And that's all we had was a promise. But that's enough because God keeps his word. And God doesn't sponsor flops. And so you want to be a success? Start doing what God made you to do. The third thing he promises is support. And in verse 9 he says, I will be with you wherever you go. God's work done, God's way will not lack God's support. God has many, many promises for you in this book but you've got to discover them. You've got to get in there. Look at the next verse, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Always remember what is written in this book. Study it day and night to be sure to obey everything that's written there. If you do this, you will be wise and successful in everything. Wow, now that's quite a promise. I want you to circle five words in that verse. The word remember, the word study, the word obey, the word wise, and the word successful. Circle those five words. Now, 
how many of you, I'd like for you to raise your hands, how many of you would say, I would like to be wise in life? Can I see your hands? Yeah, me too. I want to be wise. I do want to be wise. How many of you would say, I would like to be successful in life? Yeah, me too. I want to be successful in life. Well, the Bible tells you how right there. Right there. Notice that God's promise of success is not based on your ability. Thank God. It's not based on your ability. It's based on your commitment to his word. General Douglas MacArthur once called Joshua the greatest military leader who ever lived because Joshua's life was one battle after another continuously, and yet he never gave up. You ever feel like that, that your, your life is one battle after another? That just when you get one problem solved, there's another one that pops up? Just when you get one thing, you get victory, and all of a sudden there's another battle to fight? How do you keep on keeping on when you're having one battle after another? You do the third secret of being used by God. Lean on the Lord. Lean on the Lord. You let go of doubt, you look for a promise, and you lean on the Lord. Now, leaning is more than just believing. It means depending on Him. What do you do when you lean on something? Well, it's like this. When you lean on something, you are trusting it to hold you up. That's what it means to lean. Trusting something to hold you up. And when you lean on God, it means more than just believing, oh, I believe in God. It means I am trusting Him to hold me up. Joshua 1.5, God says, No one will be able to defeat you all your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forget you. And God says that to you too. He says, you can lean on me. And as long as Joshua leaned on God, he was undefeatable. He was victorious in every single battle as long as he depended on the Lord. Joshua accomplished the impossible at incredible odds because he was leaning on the Lord. Four times God had said in this passage, be confident, don't doubt, be, be strong, be determined, because you lose your fear when God is near. And he says, I'm never going to leave you. You can lean on me. Very important question. Who or what are you leaning on for strength? What is your source of strength? Somebody else? Are you leaning on the approval of other people for your strength? That is a very shaky foundation. Very shaky. Because people are going to let you down. Let me let you in a little secret. Nobody can hold you up all the time. Because they're human beings. And if you put all your trust and all your strength, and I'm depending on them to hold me up, they're going to get tired, and one day you're going to get dropped. Not necessarily because they meant to, but they just got tired. And so you can't just trust in other people to hold you up all the time. You can't even trust in yourself. Have you discovered that you often let yourself down? You do. You make promises to yourself all the time you don't keep. You let yourself down. You disappoint yourself. So you just say, well, I'll just depend on me. No, you're going to let yourself down if you do that. 
You don't depend on other people for all your strength and you don't depend on yourself for all your strength. What do you do? Proverbs chapter three, you trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean. There's that word. Don't do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Now, leaning on the Lord is scary. It's uncomfortable sometimes. You wonder, is God going to come through? Is he going to hold me up? But that's what leaning in faith is all about. You discover he will hold you up. The fourth secret of being used by God. Launch out in faith. Launch out in faith. There comes a point in your life where you have to stop discussing it, talking about it, thinking about it, praying about it. You must step out in spite of your feelings, in spite of your fears, your doubts. There comes a point where you stop listening to Pastor Rick talk about it and you get up off your blessed assurance and you put it in gear and you do something about it. It doesn't have to be big, but you do something that shows faith in your life. Joshua chapter 1 verse 10. Then Joshua issued instructions to the leaders to tell the people to get ready to cross the Jordan River. This was the moment of truth. They had to go for it. They had to get it in gear. They had to lay it online. They had to take the plunge, literally, because they're going to cross a river here. Now, the Jordan River, which is that once they cross it, they're going to begin this battle to take over the nation. The Jordan River is not a very big river. It's only about 100 feet wide and about 20 feet deep, except in flood season. In the spring, when all the snow melts off the mountains, it comes down into the one Jordan River and it becomes a giant, rushing, torrential, very dangerous river at that time. And they happen to be right there during flood season. Typical of God. Put them there right at flood season. When everything is looking like it's just overwhelming. Now, they say, how are we going to get across? There weren't any bridges over the Jordan River. They didn't have any pontoons to put out. How is Joshua going to get his entire group of people across this raging river? God says, I'm going to do a miracle. He said, you remember 40 years ago, we did this thing at the Red Sea where I parted the Red Sea and then you walked through it. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He said, we're going to do it again, only this time different. At the Red Sea, I opened the waters and then you walked through it. This time, I want you to start walking through it first. And then I will dam up the water upstream, about 17 miles upstream, miraculously dam it up, and the waters will recede. But I want you to step in first. This is a test. A test of faith. And so the spiritual leaders got at the front, and they began to walk into the water. And God did a miracle, and he dammed it all up, and the waters receded, and the people crossed over. Question. What is your Jordan River? What is that barrier in your life that looks like, man, I'm never getting around this one, over it, under it, around? It is in the way I can never be used of God because of this. I can never have God's blessing on my life because of this. What is it that is in the way? You need to realize that the first step is always the hardest getting into that river and watching God do a miracle. 
What do you do when you know something is God's will, you know it's the right thing to do, but you're scared to death to do it? What do you do? You do it anyway. You do it anyway. If you know it's the right thing to do, you do it in spite of your fear. You move against your fear. You do the very thing you fear the most. You fight the fear. That is courage. Courage isn't the absence of fear. It's moving ahead in spite of the fear. You say, what do I do when I know it's the right thing, but I don't have any faith? You do it anyway. And you know what happens? Once you start doing it, the faith will come. The faith comes once you make that step. The miracle comes once you make that step. God doesn't do the miracle and then you, oh, it's okay, great. No, he wants you to step out, to launch out in faith. Some of you saying, Rick, I'm getting a little too old for this launching out stuff. Do you know how old Joshua was when this happened? 80. 80. So you don't have any excuse. You're never too old to make the rest of your life the best of your life. To launch out in faith, say, okay, God, whatever many years I've got left, I'm going to use it for what you put me on earth for. I want to be used by you. Now, you can start small, but start. Face your fears. Look at the last verse on your outline. God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. Let me say it again. You cannot imagine what God could do with your life if it was totally, completely, irrevocably in his hands. Little old you, you could not imagine what he could do with you because you were made by God, made by God to be used by him. And I want to tell you from personal experience, there is no greater thrill than being used by God. Nothing even comes close to the feeling of when you know that God is using you for his purpose to help somebody else. And when that happens, you go, hmm, now I know why I'm here. This is, this is right. This is good. This is what I'm here for. This is why God made me. And there is no thrill like knowing you are in the niche that God created you for. Now, if you are not being used by God, what in the world are you doing with your life? I'll tell you, you're wasting it. You're wasting it. And sadly, sadly, most people never, ever feel the thrill of being used by God even though that's what they were made for. Why? They won't let go of doubt. They won't look for a promise. They won't lean on the Lord. And they won't launch out in faith. I beg you, don't make that mistake. Don't make that mistake. Let's bow our heads. What are you doubting that God could do in your life?
Doubt will cause you to miss God's best. And one day when you stand before Jesus Christ to give an account of your life, those doubts are going to seem pretty petty and pathetic. What should you quit praying about and just start doing? You know, people often use prayer as an excuse to procrastinate. Well, I'm, I'm praying about getting in a Bible study. I, I'm praying about tithing. I'm, I'm praying about joining a church. I'm praying about using my talents for God. Why don't you just stop praying? Start doing. Would you pray this prayer? Father, I admit that I often have doubts about my abilities, about you, and about your desire to use me. Forgive me for all the excuses I've used to cover up my lack of faith. I've said I was too busy. I've said that others were better qualified. I've said that my hurts and my past prevented me from serving you. Forgive me. Forgive me for comparing myself to others. Today, I want to let go of doubt and I want to launch out in faith. I want you to use my life and I want you to bless my life. Help me to stay in your word, the Bible, to read it, to study it, to memorize it so that I can know and claim your promises. I want to trust you to use me. Please take the little seed of faith in my heart that I have and make it grow. In your name I pray, amen. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We are so happy that you've chosen to study along with us today. Now, if this message has encouraged you, or if God put someone on your mind or heart that needs to hear it, would you please share it? You'll be so glad you did. And so will they. And be sure to let them know about Pastor Rick's free daily email devotional at PastorRick.com. Rick will be back in just a moment. But first, did you know that God has a dream for your life? Before you took your very first breath, he had already placed the gift of imagination into your brain and hardwired creativity into every cell of your body. But discovering and fulfilling your God-given dream will require a journey of faith on your part. That's why Pastor Rick just released the Created to Dream Bible Study, based on the core teaching found in his best-selling book, Created to Dream. This six-week video-based study will reveal the process God uses to fulfill the custom-made dream He has just for you and the faith-building phases He'll lead you through as He does. This video study includes an enhanced workbook with lesson outlines, key verses, and the homework for deeper reflection between each session. You can do this study on your own or with friends in a small group setting. So whether you're feeling stuck, forgotten, afraid, or uninspired, the Created to Dream Bible Study will give you the tools you need to awaken and pursue the custom-made dream God created you to fulfill. And today, when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the Word of God to a hurting world, we'll send you the Created to Dream Bible Study Kit to say thanks. 
Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thanks so much for your support. Here's Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. Friends, today I want to share with you a powerful testimony from Alkistus. She's a 19-year-old who listens to Daily Hope in Greece. And she talks about how God began to work in her life as she listened to the message, The Courage to Keep On. She wrote, Dear Pastor Rick, I just want to send you a big, big thank you. I've been completely lost over the last month. I've been anxious and sad and tired. I've wanted to give up. But my mother's a big supporter of yours, and she encouraged me to listen to your broadcast. And I did. I started listening to it once or twice a week just to make my mom happy. (laughs) But one day when I was in a mess, I bumped into a message of yours called The Courage to Keep on Going. I was like, whoa, how did he know? That broadcast was the beginning of my adventure with you as I was far from God and I was attached to my stressful feelings. But I started listening to your broadcast every day and I was filled with hope. I soon started to enjoy reading my Bible again, and I I gained my trust in God again, and now I'm happier than ever. God talked to me through your messages and gave me new eyes to see that my life was an amazing and blessed life. So now I'm sharing your devotionals and your broadcast with all my friends, hoping that it will change them just as it did change me. Pastor Rick, I thank God for you and your amazing ministry. I thank you personally, and I thank your amazing team who's helping you deliver God's messages all around the world. Alkistus, I I just thank you so much for writing to me. It's wonderful to know that you're reading your Bible again and that Daily Hope has helped you regain your trust in God and even increase your happiness. And I absolutely love the fact that your mom nudged you to listen to Daily Hope, and now you're passing it along to all your friends and all your neighbors. You know, doing what you're doing is one of the easiest ways to share your faith with everybody around you. You just never know who's going to be in heaven because you cared enough to share. So thanks for writing. If you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has blessed you, please feel free to send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.